Guess the ingredient. Seamless DJing leads us into the uh, two more clues uh, from Fraz. All right. So uh, clue number two is everyone calls this mystery ingredient a vegetable, but it is in fact a berry. Mm-hmm. And the third clue. Three. This mystery ingredient has a very high level of nicotine in it. Oh, okay. I, t- I didn't even know that that vegetables had nicotine. I only thought like s- smoking products had nicotine. You know it. what? I actually this actually caught me as a surprise <laughs> as well. Yeah, <laughs> and we we were going through these clues a little bit earlier, and and, uh, and Dima, you you suggested um, a vegetable which actually isn't the mystery ingredient. You can tell us what that was. The tomato. Okay, and and that's got nicotine. Yes, and I actually read somewhere that when people are trying to quit smoking, they should stay off tomato until they've quit. Because tomatoes keep the nicotine levels in your body, which increases your crave for smoking. Interesting. So... Great, and thank you for the suspense music. Where did that come from? <laughs> the tomato. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know where that came from. Because it, it really is surprising. <laughs> no, but you heightened the emotions over here. No, thank I, you very no, much. I, no, somebody pressing buttons. I really don't know where that came from. Anyway, it was f- fantastic timing. Um, if you think that you know <laughs> what the mystery ingredient might be, 4001 is the number uh, to send your, your text to. Uh, we've had uh, quite a lot of uh, guesses um, so far. Uh, Natalie said uh, pomegranate. No, it's not a pomegranate, uh, Natalie. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, Natalie. Don't take this the don't take this the wrong way. You're the only person who's guessed wrong. <laughs> Everyone else has got it. I don't know how. Everyone else got it from like the first clue that that you that you read out. And uh, I think it's a crazy apple. It's the crazy apple. Okay, maybe crazy apples are, are less crazy than I thought. They're more mm. familiar. But anyway, uh, a lot of you getting the um, the answer right. There are going to be three more clues uh, coming up um, over the next uh, 45 minutes or so of the show. So if you think you know the answer, please do text it to 4001. You could win an iftar for four at Accents Intercontinental Dubai Marina, the new uh, intercon which has opened up on the uh, Dubai Marina. Uh, and Chef Stefan Beer joins us uh, from the intercon. He's the executive chef, been in the UAE now for for uh, for ten, uh, ten months, months yes. and I was just thinking because um, I was reading out the competition for um, uh, the Dubai I Fly in the Flag promotion, and we're going to send um, our winners to the uh, to Zurich in Switzerland. And yes, you, you, you're, you're Swiss. Yes, yeah. I'm from Switzerland. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm from the Emmental. From 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 the Emmental. From the Emmental. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, this is an, obviously a, an area you know very well. What's the cuisine yes. like in, in Switzerland? Um, well, it really um, depends on on the area. Actually, Switzerland is very very small, but mm. we have we have four languages in Switzerland, mm. which is of course Swiss German, then French, Italian, and uh, and Romance. Mm-hmm. So in the Italian part, the cuisine is is uh, if you don't know better, you would say it's it's very Italian. Yeah. And the same. The more you go to the French border, it's it's influenced from from uh, from the French cuisine, mm-hmm. and on the other side to Germany and, and Austria. But I think we are very famous for uh, for cheese, for cold cuts, for our, for our bread. So that's uh, <laughs> basically uh, what we can hear at the moment is uh, some 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 Alien wild animals. We, we, we haven't been invaded by wild animals. 
There's somebody playing with some buttons somewhere. Somewhere uh, in in another room, somebody's playing with buttons. We're going to get it sorted. Uh, so just in case anyone's wondering, there aren't any elephants in the street. Ray, come clean. Ray, come clean. <laughs> and there also isn't anybody. Um, pre- pre- press, I'm just, there you go. If I turn down that fader, then that means that we don't hear them, whoever's doing that. Uh, but it's certainly making the show uh, a bit more Exciting. lively. But yeah. Uh, so, Stefan, sorry to interrupt you there. You were telling cool. us about the, the influence that France has. On, on Swiss food and, and there is a lot of influence from neighboring countries yes absolutely uh, Switzerland is very strong influence from, from their neighbor country mm. and uh, and as well of course from the products available in Switzerland so there is a lot of vegetable a lot of cheese products uh, a, a lot of meat um, in, the, in the mountains the food is rather heavy mm. and uh, a bit further down in the area of Basel and, and, and in the Ticino it's, it's, it's rather light Okay. All right. So if someone like someone, I've never been to Switzerland myself, but if I was going, what, what is there anything in particular you would recommend? Like you have to try this? Fondue, raclette, uh, all the cheeses, cold cuts. Yeah, that's really mm. worth a try. Nice. Yes. Even if you're not, even if you're not a big fan of, of, of cheese and, and heavy dishes, mm. y- you should try. And you should try it in winter, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Well, you know, let's say you're coming, you're coming back home or to your hotel from from a day skiing, and and, and it's it's very cold, and uh, you're in the middle of the snow, and, mm. and it's and then when you're coming back home, and and you already smell, you know, the the, the cheese and 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 the dish, and then you're sitting down and you're super hungry, mm. and then that's exactly what you need. Yeah. So let's say it's. Um, there's in, in Hong Kong, I worked in Hong Kong for a while, there's, yeah. there's a, a Swiss restaurant and they're serving uh, raclette and fondue as well. Mm-hmm. And when you're coming in from 35 degrees, it's just not the same thing. Okay. Mm. All right. you, you mentioned Hong Kong. Uh, you've worked extensively across across Asia, haven't you? Uh, Singapore, yes. Shanghai, uh, Bangkok uh, uh, as well. What's yeah. your What's the appeal of, of Asian cuisine? I mean, it's, I mean, I love it. I mean, but you must have been really obsessed with it as well. Oh yes, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, as you said, I, I started my journey um, when I left Switzerland mm-hmm. in in Shanghai, mm-hmm. then Hong Kong, Bangkok, and and Singapore. I was in Asia for for eight years and there's so many diversities um chinese thai singaporean malay food it's mm. it's fantastic yeah um and it's it's great to see um the authenticity of the actual food and where it is coming from mm. so like in europe if you're going to switzerland to a thai restaurant that's not really how how thai food is served in thailand mm. and, and it's the same a chinese restaurant in london it's probably not very chinesey so and, and i i enjoyed a lot to have the opportunity to 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 see what is actually going on what is really authentic yeah did you learn a lot yes absolutely mm. and i learned i, I said that twice now authenticity mm-hmm. is is very important for me mm-hmm. so in in accents i want to serve thai food like it would be served in thailand and I want to serve my Beijing duck the way it is served in Beijing and the Hainanese chicken rice like it is served in, in Hong Kong. Is that, I might show my ignorance here, is that going to be difficult unless you have native uh, people from those countries cooking those dishes? Maybe yeah. you do have native people from those countries. It is extremely difficult. Yeah. Yes, it's extremely difficult. And, and it takes a while to understand the dish. Actually, funny enough, I understood a lot of dishes uh, from Switzerland mm. when I left Switzerland mm. then just I realized the, the reason behind it mm. um, and it's the same with, with Asian food if, if you realize what the food is about like if we were talking about street food before yeah. and Thai food it's just street food 
you would eat on the street there. Mm. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be served. There is nothing fancy or fine dining about Thai food. It's just amazing uh, um, products uh, done in the short and simplest way possible. And, what, and maybe w- one individual just cooking one dish, being known for that one dish, which, which they, they serve on their stall yes. and, and, mm, and, yeah. and, and they just become an expert, not just in its preparation, but in the flavors and, and, and yeah, that's absolutely. what they're known for. A, a, a sample is sumtum, um, the raw papaya salad from, from, uh, from Thailand. You know, in, in, in Switzerland or in Europe, a chef would have, whatever, 32 different kind of knives. Mm. And then you see this, this rather old Thai lady on, on, on the street with one very big knife and she would <laughs> she would peel the papaya with it yeah. and then she would chop the papaya with that very big knife mm. into uh, I would call it spaghetti stripes mm, mm. and then she's putting it in, in the mercer and, and finish the dish with, with an amazing skill and she, she probably does that since, since 50 years yeah. she just does this dish but it's perfect and it's the same every time Absolutely. it's the same like, like my mother has dishes which I cannot copy but it's also, it also reflects the environment that you are in, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, you, like I I can't. I'm sure there might be a you know Swiss restaurant here, but you know I probably won't get the same flavor, or the the vibe, or the atmosphere if, if I would have that same food in Switzerland. Mm. You know, same thing with Thai Thai food or Indian food or anything like that. You know, it's just hard to replicate that. Uh, and, and part of that has also got to do with the atmosphere and the environment that you are in. The ingredients. Mm. Well, the some, ingredients. some people don't tr- even try to replicate it, do they? I mean, I'm thinking of uh, Indian food in the UK it's like we, we went oh no, no no let's put let's make it redder let's make it brighter let's <laughs> let's put more spice yeah. or let, okay let's, let's reduce the heat or increase the heat yeah. you know it's just not authentic you, you had the issue as well remember we were talking mm. about fish and chips oh yeah, yeah and and how you can't really get that yes. even if we hear it you just can't get that no you that's a classic one uh, we do need to carry on with our guess the ingredient competition I think we've given three clues uh, we've got three more to give let's just have one more for us right now all right, this mystery ingredient has been given a bad rap in the past. Ancient mm-hmm. Persian philosophers ascribed all kinds of ailments to the ingredient, ingredient from pimples to uh, epilepsy. So, oh, so, okay, so it cures, this mystery ingredient will cure, cure or allegedly cure correct. Pimples. pimples to epilepsy. Okay, all right, uh, Rudiger said it's a cashew nut. That is incorrect. Actually, a couple of people say, uh, are saying cashew nut, but everybody else I have to say is getting this, getting this right. If you think you know the answer, 4001, that's the number to send your text in. Remember to include your name, uh, and you could win an iftar for four at Accents Intercontinental Dubai Marina. Uh, thanks for our texter here. It says there's a tailback on the Al-Hadika Road by Safa Park from Al-Wassel Road right back to the al Kale Road as well. Avoid that. And also, we just mentioned um, we mentioned fish and chips. Uh, Texas says uh, the best fish and chips in Dubai are at Taste Kitchen, Mercato Mall, uh, Dubai Silicon Oasis, and next to Spinney's Trade Center Road in Bird Dubai. Okay, well, the, uh, anyone been there? No. no. Okay, no. I'm we'll gonna check that out. Uh, it's good uh, fish and chip shop tip. Uh, so we'll try those. Um, it's time to uh, look at some uh, some menus, some recipes uh, from our two uh, chefy guests. Uh, let's start with you, Dima, because I know um, you, you've been uh, preparing some dishes for iftar for suhoor as well. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with suhoor. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to suhoor, um, one of the things, one of the most difficult things um, is actually having a meal that can be ready really quickly. Because mm-hmm. traditional suhoor, you, you wake up right before the... Um, the dawn prayer, mm-hmm. calling for prayer, and you eat because once it's uh, the pray, the calling for prayer comes out. That's it. You have to stop um, 
eating. Mm. So at that time of night, you just want to wake up and have a ready meal. Yeah. So I've uh, put together a recipe that you can prepare before you go to sleep. And when you wake up, all you need to do is just dress it mainly. Mm. And then okay. you have a ready meal. And this meal, because it has grains, um, we're talking about frike. Frike is now another one of the world's crazes. Um, it's becoming very famous everywhere and becoming the most celebrated grain. So, oh, so frike is a, a type of grain? Yes, it I is green wheat. Else. So okay. basically it's sweet that's harvested before it uh, matures. Right. So um, this is a frike salad. Mm-hmm. And this frike salad is um, a very simple salad that celebrates um, Palestinian produce. Mm-hmm. It's a Palestinian recipe. But um, because that produce, we're talking, it's available everywhere. So it's celebrating earth. Yeah. And um, This comes with uh, local vegetables, seasonal vegetables as yes. well. So, so whatever the season, yeah. whatever's available, use the vegetables fresh yeah fresh and if those vegetables like for instance zucchini um, eggplant or any other vegetables that you don't normally consume raw you Mm. can roast them and add them to that salad and it looks like I'm looking at a picture here from from your website and it it looks beautiful it looks I mean it looks restaurant quality it it looks like a gorgeous yeah because I mean this um, salad just recently I had a pop-up menu Mm. at Lafayette Gourmet Mm -hmm. and um, this uh, this picture I took of the dish that I served um, when I had that menu Mm -hmm. and you know um, I I used this picture because it's very good to show how sometimes just slicing the vegetables thinly and differently um, putting them on top of your salad can actually make all the difference and make it look really good and the texture as well exactly mm. it gives you different textures and also because i while i'm saying this you'll make it for suhoor this is an amazing salad to put on your buffet when you're serving iftar for your family and friends at home so it will look nice this this has got the 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 frike the uh, it's got red onions tomatoes red tomatoes green tomatoes as well um and uh, and, and fresh Capsicum fresh and mint leaves fresh mint leaves but, but what about the the, the dressing? okay the dressing here is very very yeah. special because the dressing here is a shatta dressing shatta is um a levantine uh red chili sauce mm-hmm. um all around the Levant, everybody has their own variation, slight variation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, um, what do we call it? It's a very famous uh, dressing. It's yeah. spicy, of course, so you can add as much or as little as you like. Mm-hmm. And um, it's mixed with olive oil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are staple ingredients. So I wanted to go to give you like a flavor of uh, the earth in that area. So I, I got a question, though. I mean, I know you mentioned it's, it's, it's easy to prepare and you can go to you know, bed and have it consumed for suhoor. But what about the nutritional benefits of having uh, frike? Okay, so that's a very good question. Because normally what you want, you want something that sustains your energy. You mm. don't want something that is starchy. Um, that it causes a sugar high that a few hours later you're actually on a cycle of craving and uh, you need more food. Mm. Um, Grains such as frike are known to sustain your energy for longer. It's the good kind of complex carb that actually stays longer. The minerals, the vitamins from the vegetables that you are using are also going to keep you healthy because, you know, in Ramadan you're only eating a few meals and you're actually eating them condensed within a specific time. Yeah. Uh, frame. So you want to stay healthy. H- um, have that with um, 
a lemonade or just simply some water and you know at least it will sustain you for a longer time can i ask you to take us to the uh, another salad as well it's a pickle seasoned yeah. roasted eggplant salad and that's with palestinian olive oil uh, and sumac as well yes mm. um this one is is one that i would serve on iftar because mm. it gives you enough time to hydrate okay. afterwards because salt can cause us to become a little bit um, thirsty. However, the way I've done it here, I have not put too much salt. I'm using my own pickles that are organic and using organic salt as well. Mm -hmm. So they are not really salty. They are the organic equivalent of low-sodium pickles. Um, This one, it pairs really well with anything grilled, meats, fish. Um, So even if if after Ramadan, this is a very good salad to serve at barbecues. Mm Um, during Ramadan, it's colorful because I'm using turnip pickles, which are pink, and I'm using green pickles, which are green. And then um, there is the summa as well. Um, it's tangy, and eggplants really work well with a little bit of tang from lemon mm. because it just gives them that kick, and they b- just become interesting. And the summa is also tangy. So this is a very beautifully textured and beautifully flavoured salad. And I like that you've gone for, for two salads, salad for the suhoor, salad for the if, uh, iftar as well, because, you know, you, you can, the tendency is to think heavy, 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 heavy. Oh, you know, I must... Which is fried. Yes, exactly. Time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you know, lots and lots of rice, lots and lots of, of, of heavy meat. So it's, it's nice to see salads here for us. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, and it's, it's funny because, you know, many people don't have that concept. They kind of just go like, oh, just the way you said, like, let's, we got to eat heavy because we were fasting for long hours. So the heavier the meal, the better it is. But actually, it does more damage to you, more harm to you in mm. the long run. Mm. It actually makes your fast even more hard. Yes, exactly. Mm. Because, you, you know, you, you have so many health problems that are associated with, you know, eating, ha- eating a heavy meal for suhoor and then sleeping and then waking up right after that. It's, uh, and also, I'll tell you, um, number one, you want side dishes. You want your menu to be interesting. Number two, you want to break your system back into eating. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just shock it with all the food, right? So starting with salads, soups, taking a break, talking to your family and friends, that's the whole point of gathering together, mm-hmm. not just gulping food and, you know, nobody has time for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this actually allows conversation to happen. It allows people to enjoy their iftars together. Faraz, uh, are you traveling at the, uh, this weekend? No, I'm not staying here. There's about 66,000 people that are expected to be traveling through um, Dubai International Airport this weekend. Wow. Um, it's busy. It's going to be busy, busy times. Um, and, and therefore, they're asking everyone just to make sure they, they get there nice and early. You know, this whole three-hour uh, check-in before international right. flights, it's kind of never been more important <laughs> than, okay, than, wow. than this weekend. So if you are traveling, uh, please do make sure you get to the airport nice and early. Plus, if you want to, you can register for flight up updates at dubaiairports.ae and uh, get all the latest updates from there plus if you uh, register you could win great prizes um, and make sure you uh, go nice and early enjoy the there's dining there's shopping there's ways to relax there's, there's sleep booths did you know there's sleep booths down at i did, did not know that <laughs> there, there really is there's pods down there wow you can sleep you can get go i mean it's just the go there two days before you know <laughs> <laughs> check in uh, and have a have a little bit of a sleep but there's lots going on down there uh, there's uh, there's around 100 food and beverage outlets as well which is just a huge number um uh, packed lots going on so um, get there nice and early make sure you don't miss your flight and um check out everything they've got down down there to offer at the dubai international uh, now we are running our 
Guess the ingredient. Competition. Uh, We've got two clues left, um, and I want to hear them both now for us. All right. <clears throat> the next one. This mystery ingredient goes back 2,000 years in the recorded history of India, mm-hmm. and there are actually more than 30 Sanskrit names for the mystery ingredient in ancient Indian literature. Okay. So nice. now from India to China. Uh-huh. In China, during the 5th century, Chinese women loved to dye their teeth with oh. the juice of this mystery ingredient. <laughs> Making the, their teeth a light gray color. Wow. From what? From from from, this, from, from the from mystery. White, from white to light gray. Mm. I, that that was fashion. That was that was the, so the end thing. So how does fashion move from gray teeth to, to extremely white teeth? It's very interesting, isn't it? I once went to a dentist and I asked him uh, to, to to bleach my teeth, and he re- he refused to bleach my teeth. Why did he refuse to bleach your because teeth? Because he said teeth shouldn't be white. Teeth are naturally an off-white color, mm. and I'm basically not having anything to do. As a final, take my two thousand pounds somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but I want my teeth bleached. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. Um, but, uh, if you think you know the answer, uh, text in four zero zero one. Loads of uh, correct answers uh, into the uh, text service uh, will randomly uh, reveal uh, a winner uh, before the end of the show. So good luck with that. Now we heard a couple of recipes uh, from Dima just before the break, and now it's time to hear. A couple of the recipes uh, that uh, they've got down at the Intercon at Dubai Marina from Chef Stefan. Yes, and we were talking about shawarmas before, mm. and uh, here's how we are doing it uh, in Accent's restaurant. Mm. So if um, if you're lucky enough to have a sash, uh, sash oven, mm-hmm. then use yeast, sugar, warm water, flour and salt, make a dough of it. Mm-hmm. Then use just a little bit of olive oil to, to oil the bowl. You would keep the dough for, uh, for two hours. Um, next to the oven mm-hmm. just not on the heat but just in a warm place and then for the marination and for the chicken it's it's really important that you use proper ingredients mm. um, shawarma is not an expensive dish but that doesn't mean you have to use the cheapest ingredients possible because you will you will really feel the difference and I'm not talking about you have to use a French uh, breast chicken but just a very good quality of all ingredients. Mm. Th- um, th- I mean, would I s- would looking at shawarma? I, I, it looks like thigh meat to me quite a, quite a lot of the time. Well, it is. It's okay. thigh. Yes. Yeah. So I would use thigh and not breast because thigh are more juicy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I like the fact that you, you, so you're making your own bread for the yes. for the shawarma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how how important is that? Because you know there are some there are some great breads out there. You don't have you know if you if you're making it at home or, or whatever, doing your own version. Uh, there's some really nice ones that you could get, but you guys want to make your own. Yes. Um, well, first of it, you do exactly as many as you need, mm-hmm. so you have no leftover, and it's always fresh. I think that's the biggest one. Yep. And I still think yeah, there is there is amazing um, done product out there, but um, I don't think you can get it better than than when you made it homemade. Yeah. You must have had, uh, you know, uh, you, you worked with uh, one of your chefs on this recipe. Yes, uh, Chef Marcel. Chef Marcel uh, was um, was uh, his him the he, was he the inspiration behind the sage bread as well as the 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 marinade for the for the shawarma as well. Yes, yeah, he's very proud of his food and and he should be. I yeah. think um, all the chefs should be very proud yeah. of what they are doing. The yes. thing that shawarmas is like, there's just so many different variety yeah. of it, and you can make it into so many different forms. Use different breads, different meat I mean I remember trying one shawarma with uh, with uh, tenderloin uh, steak mm-hmm. uh, shreds okay, it was yeah. interesting yeah yeah I mean that's a, that's a good point though Dima isn't it I mean there's so many we've all had shawarma you know mm-hmm. so it, it's like Chef you were saying when you first came to the country you tried a shawarma uh, you know maybe at the time you liked it but in retrospect now you realise it actually probably wasn't that great yeah. a shawarma yes. you know you, you, there's so many different 
opportunities to, to try it out there, different outlets. So how do we elevate it, you know? Um, I've had a bison uh, really? shawarma, and mm. that was really, really good. And lamb shawarma with summa and onions, that yeah. was like really um, amazing. So I think, I think as, as ever, there is like the traditional way of doing things, and then you can call it shawarma. But when you do add a twist, say shawarma with a twist, so you actually set the expectations of people mm. and actually also not spread wrong knowledge about something. Because for someone who doesn't know, he'd think this is what shawarma is, like yeah. Chef Stefan said, and would say, I don't like this food and I don't want to have it. Yeah. But then when you say you've added your own twist to it, you actually tell people that this is your take. Yeah, yeah. One thing I don't like, Chef, is, is the is overly garlic, you know, too much sauce <laughs> in, in, that, yeah. in that shawarma. Yes, absolutely. And I personally, I do not eat shawarma with any sauce. I think if the shawarma itself is good and tasty enough, mm. then I wouldn't add any sauce. Do you stick the chips in there as, as well? I would even eat it without chips. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling you might say that. I would say that stops being a shawarma. You yeah. need that sauce. Okay. Well, look, that's, okay, so that, oh, that's an interesting point. Okay, so you, you're saying you've got to go for the sauce. If you want a shawarma, go for the sauce. If okay. you want a chicken sandwich, remove the sauce. So that's one of your... <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that's yeah, go, uh, that's your. Uh, we need those sound effects back. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. No, we need <laughs> the aliens. <laughs> uh, Stefan, that's one of your uh, uh, recipes for the iftar buffet. Uh, yes, what's, exactly. What, t- give yes. us another recipe that you got on offer down there. Um, we have an an umali, um, mm. a dessert I never heard before mm. before I came here. And the beginning of this dessert is actually a very humble one. Um, Sorry for the name involves a sultan who felt hungry during a hunting trip in the Nile Delta. The hunting party stopped for uh, for food at a poor village along the way. The locals called up their best cook, um, Umali, mm. to feed the hungry sultan. And she ch- uh, churned up a dish with uh, whatever little she had, mm. scraping off stale um, wheat flakes with a bit of nuts and put it in the oven with milk and sugar. And it was so well received that the sultan went back um, and Tostiser became known as uh, its creator now. So wha- what are we doing for the dish? And, and again, it, it couldn't be any simpler. Um, we take puff pastry and mm. sheet it. Then we put it in a preheated oven. Um, we paste the pl- uh, puff pastry in a baking sheet mm-hmm. um, for about 10 to 15 minutes and bake it golden brown crisp. Then uh, we take it out of the oven and let it cool a bit down. Then we put milk in a pan, condensed milk, sugar, spices, and uh, simmer it for a little bit. You reduce it just a bit. Then add vanilla and rose essence, and uh, just take it away from the stove. Then break the puff pastry into smallish pieces Mm -hmm. and place half of it um, in a baking-proof dish. Then sprinkle the nuts and uh, coconut um, on top and add the other half of the puff pastry crumbs. Then slowly add, add the milk, um, the milk mixture, mm-hmm. and uh, just stir it a little bit um, until everything is covered in the milk. It, it uh, soaked nicely, and then just keep it there for five minutes to to soak, so the the puff pastry can just absorb um, the liquid. Mm. Then add whipped cream uh, on top of it and mm-hmm. bake it for about fifteen minutes, maybe by two hundred twenty degree, just until it is golden brown, and the then sprinkle the top with a couple of pistachios. This is one of my favorite things. My gosh. Yeah, do you know? It is like mm-hmm. one of the best puddings ever. We yeah. just made like r- Ramadan really hard for people. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Today's fast is officially going to be really hard. It's something, to, it's something to look forward to. You guys have got it on the uh, Suhoor menu. 
uh, haven't you? Uh, so it's, it's we have it actually on both. Oh, on it's on the, both on menus. On the iftar and on the oh, Sabor menu. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, so that's something that you can you can uh, check out uh, down at the uh, Intercontinental. Sounds amazing. It's actually one of my favourites. It reminds me. Uh, sorry, everybody. It reminds me a little bit of bread, bread yes, and butter is. pudding. Yes, and, uh, yeah, you is. know, um, it, it's it's one of those kind of crossover dishes yeah. that I think you know. Everybody's childhood. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's really good, uh, guys. I'm going to have to say thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been great to have you. We, we've got. Um, a very special interview uh, after the break uh, we've got chef uh, Vinit Batia uh, we've done a pre-recorded interview with him so we're going to hear that after the break but I wanted to say good thank you and goodbye thanks for thank for, you, thank you for, for having us thank you. thank you very much and thanks uh, chef Stefan as well for um, providing the um, the prize um, for You're the uh, mystery ingredient uh, competition Fraz uh, could you please reveal what the mystery ingredient was well if you haven't guessed it already the mystery ingredient for today is eggplant it is an eggplant. Everybody knew what it was, basically from the first word that came out of your mouth. The crazy uh, apple. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, chosen <laughs> from uh, the supercomputer at random. The winner today is Sharmil Khan. Sharmil, you get to uh, check out brand new hotel, brand new menu, brand new outlets, accents at the Iftar down there. You plus uh, three friends uh, can go and try out the Iftar at accents at the uh, Intercontinental uh, Dubai Marina. And say hello to Chef Stefan while you're down there. Please as do. Well.